Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, I'm Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice how few Democrats and how few in the media are condemning the violence in this town outside of Minneapolis, Brooklyn Center. Have you noticed that? I mean, there are obviously... Very, very dangerous things taking place. These are riots. There's looting. There's arson. Some private businesses have armed civilians in front of them. And they're African Americans for the most part as I'm watching. Now on January 6th, we were told about insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. The President of the United States was impeached again. We heard from Liz Cheney, we heard from others, Adam Kingsinger. And this situation is completely different than the George Floyd situation. We were told if police officers had body cams and there were videos, we'd at least know what took place in certain events. Well, I have body cams and videos here. But when facts don't matter at least for now, facts, when facts don't matter, then nothing matters. You don't need body cams and video. You don't need anything. You don't need investigations. You don't need jury trials. You don't need anything. Some people say, I don't believe that he was pulled over because of an expired license. Well, either he had an expired license or he didn't, and he did. 
People are pulled over all the time with expired licenses. They're not pulled over all the time with expired licenses, and they find out the individual has an arrest warrant out because he didn't show up for his court date involving an unregistered gun. Now, the Democrats keep talking about unregistered guns, do they not? They just had a a big event. The President of the United States talked about we cannot have unregistered guns and ghost guns and so forth. But this young man apparently had an unregistered gun, and there was a warrant out for his arrest. Now, what took place next was he was being handcuffed. And he resisted arrest. And he got into his car, apparently for the purpose of driving away. But the police don't know if he's a gun in there or not. They know he has an arrest warrant out for an unregistered gun. And so this police officer, this female police officer, who's been on the force 26 years and has all kinds of awards and so forth, you heard her, says, taser, 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 and she pulls her service revolver and shoots him once. And says, oh, it, with an S in front. I shot him. Because she meant to taser him. She has a body cam on. Why would she lie about that? Why would she execute this guy in front of two other police officers? They have body cams. She is a body cam. Why would she do that? She wouldn't do that. There's nothing in her background that suggests she would. But Black Lives Matter, a number of reporters, this lawyer, Crump, and others... And I think this mayor, but particularly the governor of Minnesota, are pouring, are pouring fuel on the fire. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. This is a horrible thing that took place. Horrible. But it's not the George Floyd situation. It's simply not. Every fact pattern, every situation has to be looked at an in individual situation. Not as systemic, not as group this, group that. One of the officers there was an African-American. It's right there on the video. So there's a terrible tragedy that took place. Nobody's saying it isn't. Nobody's saying it should be investigated, that it should be looked at very, very carefully. Nobody. But the looting and the rest... And then in Seattle, they start up again. The looters and the leftists and the Marxists there saying we're doing this in support of what took place in Oregon. The city manager's gone because he dared to say there should be due process. Well, of course he's right. There has to be due process, and there will be. The police officer has resigned. She felt it was in the best interest of all involved. The police chief resigned. So three officials are gone. They're gone. Already. So I don't know, what, what is it that the mob wants exactly? What is it that the, the Marxists want exactly? What is it that they want? I looked up before the program at several surveys involving 
support for police, particularly in the inner cities and particularly in African-American areas. Nearly 80% do not want to defund the police. Nearly 80% do not want to slash their budgets. In fact, around 70% want more cops. So there's a complete disconnect between what we're hearing, between what Black Lives Matter says, what Antifa does. There's a disconnect. A complete disconnect. And a terrible event took place. A terrible event. You know what took place today also? The officer who was murdered in Washington, D.C. He laid in state in the Capitol building. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't somebody pulling a pistol instead of a taser. The police officer didn't have a warrant out for his arrest. Police officer hadn't done anything illegally like own an unregistered gun. He's doing his job. He's standing there. He was crushed. He was crushed by the driver. Do you know his name? Do you know the police officer's name? It took a few hours for the media to tell us who the killer was. The killer. The killer was killed as a result, but the killer. Not an accident. Not an accident. The killer was a Farrakhan supporter. A member of the Nation of Islam. Now we didn't see riots in Washington, D.C. We didn't see the police marching in protest. We didn't see buildings burning and all the rest of it. The media, after about half a day or a day, was bored with it. They moved on. It didn't meet the narrative. There was a man caught on video who unloads on a CNN reporter. I believe this man, this African-American man, who obviously lives in this community is one of the most articulate people I've heard in a long time. Oh, I know, he curses and all the rest. But he speaks for so many of us, white, black, brown, yellow, you name it. So many of us. And he unloads on the CNN report, and you can tell she's your typical lib. Here, I'll give you my number. Let's become friends. He didn't want to hear any of this stuff. He says, you're stirring the pot. You're making these matters worse. And that's exactly what they do day in and day out. They bring these radical Marxist professors on their TV shows. They bring these so-called activists on their TV shows who go on and on and on. This guy's from the community. He's from the street. He said, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? What are they doing? So he unloads on the CNN reporter live. We've bleeped out the foul language. Hat tip daily caller, cut four, go. Now you can see, now you can see. see y'all be twisting up the story. You want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to me? Okay, cool. Don't take my mic, but we're cool. Okay, what's your name? What's my name? My name is my name. 
All right, so tell me what you think about what's going what on What I think here. about this yeah. is all the press and all the extra I do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. We when people want to protest, yeah. they shouldn't do it in front of police. This, yeah. Courthouse. Like that. You get what I'm saying? I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful. I really of what? do. Of anything that can of hit what? you. Of anything that can hit you. Look at of all the stuff. What? Of this. Of what? Of this. Do it look like I'm scared? No, you don't. Do it you look don't. like I'm scared? You don't. You don't. Exactly. Y'all need to get up out of here with all that twisting up the media ass Okay. Real you don't know me, but we I don't know get, you. we're going to get to know each other. That's You're what we're going to do. Other, yes, huh? we are. Let's we see. are. We are. How are you going to know me? I'm going to talk. I'm going to share yeah, a number with you. All right, let's do it. No, let's do it right let's here. Let's do it. All right, here's my, here's my phone. Let's no, go ahead let's and share your number. Talk about something that's real. Tell me what's y'all real. Y'all just going to edit out the We're live. We're live. And then y'all going to edit out some other We're live right now. We're not I'm live right now. I don't care if you live or not. Okay, but Get away from here with all that media that y'all doing. right now. Look. We're with CNN. Then we're take live. that camera all the way up there. Then. We are going up there. That's take it all the way up there. Y'all doing all the extra with a backhand to make Listen. people look all crazier we're than what they are. All right. Then you watch us because we're going. Making us look crazy. Basically, he's saying you're exploiting this. Get the hell out of here. I agree with him. They're not there to cover the news. And they are. They are exploiting this the way Black Lives Matter is exploiting this. This was not an intentional shooting, let alone an intent to shoot to kill. Everybody knows it. Everybody saw it. Everybody heard that cop. The court system, should it get there, will deal with it. But just as we pedestrians, and we're not jurors, can draw conclusions, not necessarily, obviously, legal conclusions, but our own opinions, thank God there was a body cam. Because it's obvious this police officer did not intend to kill or even discharge her pistol. Period. It's also obvious that if the license plate had been renewed and if the young man had not violated the law and if the young man had not resisted arrest, he might be alive today. That's the truth. I call him as I see him. I call the George Floyd thing as I see it and I call this as I see it. Call him as I see him. This has nothing to do with race. There's nothing to do with a systemically racist police force all across America. That's the narrative of the left. That's the narrative of the sports industry. That's the narrative of the media and all the rest. But it's not the truth. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. 
Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. You know, you listen to these morons on the left, Biden, Democrats, etc., expand the word infrastructure. Isn't it amazing? Trillions more for infrastructure, but they leave certain things out. Like the border wall, all of a sudden, is not part of infrastructure. Isn't that amazing? The United States military and the armaments that they need, not part of infrastructure. Isn't that remarkable? Meanwhile, some kind of social domestic program is. Infrastructure they talk about. Now, how stupid do they think the American people are? Well, obviously their supporters are quite stupid. Otherwise, they wouldn't have voted for them. But it's amazing what's left out of the word infrastructure and what's put into the word infrastructure. So I assume Bernie Sanders is no more a democratic socialist. He's a democratic infrastructurist. Just change the name. Change the name. They're not... Marxists, they're infrastructurists. And the idiots in the media, for the most part, go along with it. They go along with it. You see, folks, the Democrats don't believe in infrastructure. They believe in empowering the Democrat Party and massively increasing the size of the government. That's all. It's like this coronavirus aid where 91% of it didn't go towards the coronavirus aid. Now we have Johnson & Johnson. Seven million people have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccination, including me and my wife. Seven people. They're not sure if it's six or seven people have had a very bad reaction to it. That comes to about one in one million. Now, I feel bad for these seven people. But that is statistically irrelevant. There's millions of people who have benefited from this vaccination and this vaccine. Millions. But if that's the way it works, then why are we downsizing the weight and the size of automobiles since so many people die every day on the road who might live? How come that's not part of the CDC and FDA requirement to expand the weight and size of vehicles? I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. 
because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Boy, John Boehner has uh, a lot of platforms on my Fox channel network. I don't know why. He's kissing Biden's ass and trashing conservatives, but that's the nature of the reason. John Boehner was a disaster. He's a heavy drinker, heavy smoker. But that's not why he was a disaster. He was a disaster because he's a creature of Washington. Apparently in his book, he's even trashing Reagan. Reagan was a moderate. Reagan this, Reagan that. Reagan raised taxes. This is all the liberal arguments. He's doing this in order to reposition himself for history, for legacy. These, these political hacks care about that. Yes, Reagan raised taxes, but he massively slashed taxes before he raised taxes. And the taxes he raised were minimal compared to what he had slashed. There's no question about it. That's the evidence. I've dealt with this over the course of decades. So when you have a former speaker who is even trashing a deceased Ronald Reagan and misleading the American people in a deceased Ronald Reagan, and yet he says Biden is a pretty good guy, I can deal with Biden, he's having problems in his part. That tells you everything you need to know. Everything you need to know. And anybody who stirred things up, and the knuckleheads in my party, and Ted Cruz, he hated you. He hated the Tea Party, even though you handed him the speakership. He immediately worked against you. Immediately. That's the problem. It wasn't a matter of conservatives and Republicans getting 75%. He was cutting our legs out from under us. Otherwise, he would have been supported if he got 75 or 80%, but he didn't. They got 75 or 80%, even though they were absolutely crushed at the ballot box. And over 60, almost 70 seats switched hands in the House of Representatives. Nobody had ever seen anything like this before. And he blew it. He absolutely blew it. The Democrat Party doesn't go to war with its base, but John Boehner did. Paul Ryan did. They could have delivered on a number of things. They don't have to deliver on everything, quote-unquote. Nobody demands 100% perfection. What we insist on is changing the trajectory of the nation. Neither of them did it. Neither of them really could do it. They were unable to do it. Pelosi can do it. But our guys can't do it. And she's doing it with like a 5-6 vote, effectively, majority. It's a 10-vote majority, but you flip 5 or 6, and then the Republicans have the House. So Brian Kilmeade is interviewing uh, John Boehner on Fox and Friends. 
does a pretty damn good job, actually. And here in part is how it went. Cut one, go. You know what I was surprised at, Mr. Speaker? You call out Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. You said too many of these uh, lawmakers would rather be on Hannity than maybe vote in the way you wanted them to. Is that Sean's fault? Is that Mark Levin's fault? Well, listen, those are the guys that started with all the outrage. Uh, the louder the noise, the crazier the, uh, the story, uh, the more audience they picked up. And frankly, they were trying to grow their audience. You see, you see this? To grow, I don't need to try and grow my audience. And we couldn't grow our audience if we wanted to on the back of John Boehner. Quite the opposite. Here's the deal. I don't know how old Boehner is. Maybe he's a little older than I am. I've been in the conservative movement since I was 13, 14 years old. I was involved in the Reagan revolution in 76 and 80 and worked in the Reagan administration for eight years, unlike him. When I was on my local school board and got elected while I was in law school, I think I was uh, 20 years old, elected at 19, started to serve at 20. I even commit, uh, created my own independent committee back then. You could do it rather easily. The Committee for Tax Limitation to Fight Taxes. And then, of course, I wrote Liberty and Tyranny, which coincidentally came out exactly the same time, simultaneous with the rise of the Tea Party, and one fed the other. It's not about getting ratings, you, you buffoon, you fool. That's not what it's about. Absolutely outrageous. But he has to make excuses. He's trying to settle scores. He's embarrassed that he was kicked out by his own party in the House. He was thrown out. Meadows led the charge. And so he's, he's gatling gunning everywhere he can, blaming everybody else for his own failures and weaknesses. He was weak. He was weak. Nancy Pelosi is more manly than John Boehner. And I assume she won't take offense at that since it counts as what's between your ears, not what's between your legs, apparently. Anyway, go ahead. Listen, I, I have my uh, differences uh, with Hannity uh, over the years. Uh, his style does not lead to governing. And at one time, Hannity and I were, frankly, pretty close. Well, we didn't. By the way, Boehner and I were never close, just for the record. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, outrage. Uh, isn't governing. And right. Frankly, I'm the speaker, and I'm trying to govern, trying the, to get things done on behalf of the country. Understood, and that comes across in your book. But Sean Hannity's not trying to govern. Mark Levin's not trying to govern. They're saying what they think. And if their audience comes, it comes. But what makes you think they're saying things they don't believe just to get audience? Well, I, all I can tell you is that uh, I watched some of this and some of the people they put on there. Now, I mean, listen, putting Louis Gohmert on TV... Uh, it isn't. Uh, it, it may be great for TV, but uh, everybody in the Congress is shaking their heads, wondering why Louis Gohmert would be on TV because uh, the guy never made any sense when he was in the Congress, uh, or, or at least when we were in the majority. And so, uh, listen, they can say what they, they anything they want to say. My point is, is that I'm trying to govern. I'm trying to get things done, and these guys are making. Now you were better. selling out, is what you were doing. You weren't tough. They got the better of it almost every single time, starting with the first budget, as I recall. We immediately surrendered. Why people care about your book, why you're being interviewed all over the place, I have no idea. One of the questions I would like to ask you is, why are you representing the pot industry? Why are you representing the pot industry? 
Do you smoke pot? I'm just curious. It sounds like he does, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? But he's trashing Gomert. He's trashing Ted Cruz. He's trashing Hannity. He's trashing me. He's trashing Rush. He's trashing Reagan. But he's the conservative, ladies and gentlemen. You get the point? He's the conservative. No, he's an idiot. He was and is a thing of Washington, D.C. And this book won't matter. In the long run, it doesn't matter. All right, let's move on here. Joe Biden, excuse me, Chuck Schumer on MSNBC yesterday about how this man views you, views the Republican Party, that is half the country. Cut to go. We always prefer our Republicans to work with us but only to produce big, bold action. Now, what does that mean? How stupid is that? How ridiculous is that? We always prefer Republicans to work with us, but only if they embrace our Marxist agenda. Yeah, we would prefer produce big, bold action. Why do we need big, bold action, ladies and gentlemen? The big, bold action occurs in your life. It occurs in your business, in your, in your area of employment. It occurs in your liberty. Not government. The whole Constitution is set up to prevent big, bold action by the government. That's the point. Go ahead. I'm going to repeat the mistakes of 2009 and 10, where they dragged things out for a year and a half, um, and then we got one good thing done, but certainly not enough. We got Obamacare, one good thing done, don't you know, which Joe Biden would refuse to pay payroll taxes to support You all happy with Obamacare? You got the coverage you need and wanted and were promised? At lower cost, by several thousand dollars, did that all come to fruition? You could pick whatever doctor you want, whatever plan pretty much you want. Did that come to fruition? No, I don't think it came to fruition. But they have a lot more they want to do, ladies and gentlemen, and the Republicans dragged it out. This damn constitutional system with all these checks and balances... The fact that there's another party involved getting in our way, we can't put up with this anymore. We want to go big and bold and fast. Yeah, that's what we want to do. You're in the wrong country, Nimrod. You want to go big, bold, and fast? Then go to Venezuela. Go to Iran. Go to North Korea. Go to communist China. Mr. Putin, maybe he'll enjoy you. you... Anyway, go ahead. And they cut that stimulus bill, the original ARA bill, by so much that the recession dragged on for years. You see, absolutely mentally unhinged. It's a funny thing about the self-righteous. Just like Boehner, they take responsibility for nothing. You see, the recession dragged on because the Republicans wouldn't spend trillions of dollars more. That's why the recession dragged on. Tell me, have you ever seen a bigger economic ignoramus in your life than these leftists led by Schumer, among others? I don't know any economics courses he's taken. He's never worked in the private sector his entire life. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything from anything, this idiot. Go ahead. That mistake. So if they will join with us, of course we'll sit down and talk. If they will join with us, of course we'll sit down with them. But, go ahead. If they have this suggestion or that, but not at sacrificing the bold 
progressive change that America demands and America needs. When did America demand this? It's 50-50 in the Senate, you moron. You almost lost the House. When did America demand Marxism and economic socialism? When, When did America demand that? Last time I checked, never. Which is why they're trying to ram it through as fast as they can before 2022. Which is why they're skirting the edges of the Constitution. Which is why they want to forever be elected in the majority by destroying our election laws. Which is why they want to eliminate the filibuster so they can get this all done without any opposition. This is what the American people elected them to do. To turn America into California and New York. To turn America into New Jersey and Illinois. No, I don't think so. You jerk. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Do you know who Wendy Sherman is, American? Why would you? Seriously. She was a uh, radical activist when it comes to foreign policy and national security in the Obama administration. She was the so-called brains behind the Iran deal. Now you would think, given such a record, that this woman would never ever be able to serve in high office again. But she was just confirmed to be Deputy Secretary of State. And she was confirmed with the vote of several Republicans. First of all, a handful of Republicans let her out of the committee. And then they voted to confirm her to be the number two at the State Department. And so if the Middle East blows up, and if there's war with Iran, either with the Israelis and the Arab Gulf states, or us even, with Iran, not only Wendy Sherman and Joe Biden and their ilk, are responsible, but so are these Republicans. Mitt Romney, Mike Rounds, Richard Burr, Shelley Moore Capito. Remember her father was governor of West Virginia? Lisa Murkowski, remember her father was a senator? Rob Portman and Susan Collins. That's eight Republican members of the United States Senate who voted for the individual who constructed the Iran deal, 
The main force behind it to be the the Deputy Secretary of State. What a disgrace. They're harder on conservatives than they are on somebody like Wendy Sherman. Now, Biden wants to pull out of Afghanistan completely by 9-11. A couple of things about this. Why would you do it on 9-11? Why would you announce it that it's going to occur on 9-11? Some kind of PR stunt? We don't do PR stunts when it comes to the United States military. That's number one. Number two, oh, I know, Tucker and the rest, uh, you must be a neocon. But that said, the timing of this is absurd. There's a couple thousand troops there. And yet, who's going to be watching this? Russia. Russia has piled up its troops on the Ukrainian border. And so people who hate America, some reason keep promoting Vladimir Putin, that Vladimir Putin is the way he is because of American foreign policy. No, Vladimir Putin isn't the way he is because of American foreign policy. What kind of a numbskull believes that sort of thing? Vladimir Putin is the enemy. He's the enemy. He keeps threatening our military, keeps flying over our ships, buzzing our ships, has modernized his nuclear weapons that are aimed at us, has built these supersonic, faster-than-ever missiles to avoid our defense systems. He's in Antarctica, claiming territory there, building a military base there. That's not because of Trump or Biden or American policy. He didn't invade Georgia and then seize Crimea because of American policy. He's a fascist. Everything can't be explained because of America. They sound like Marxists when they, like we're imperialists or colonialists or something. No, we're not. Communist China's on the move. They're on the move, not because of the neocons, because they're communists. This is what they believe. This is what they've always believed. It's a worldwide global movement. That's what communism is all about. They are real globalists. They want to control as much of the world as they possibly can. And then we have Iran. If it wasn't for the Israelis, Iran would already have nuclear weapons. So that tiny little country that's worried about its very survival has to use various means technology, operating in the shadows to try and slow down the Iranians who are trying to build ICBMs with nuclear warheads, ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles, so they can threaten us and blackmail us. No, 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 that's a Jewish thing. No, it's not a Jewish thing. And so with all these enemies on the rise, why would you pick 9-11 And why would you announce it to our enemies, including in Afghanistan, that we're leaving? I don't get it. Well, Mark, we've done this long enough. Okay, fine. But why would you do it this way and at this time? That's what I'm concerned about. It's a very provocative thing now. 
China wants to invade Taiwan. Russia wants to invade Ukraine. Iran wants to muscle up and have nuclear weapons. These are real challenges. has nothing to do with a militarized Washington or neocons or anything else. These are our enemies. That's what they're prepared to do. What is it, Rich? I know. This is what they're preparing to do. Whether we like it or not. And playing games and pretending otherwise is not the case. You don't have to be a hawk or an interventionist. And I've had enough of them too. Every time they look around, American troops should be sent in. It's not a black and white situation where you're either a hawk or you're Rand Paul, a libertarian. You take a traditionalist view of American security. That's what you do. You look at history. You take a traditionalist view. What will keep us safe? What will push our enemies back? And yes, we have enemies. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to thank you and welcome you, millions and millions of you listeners out there. People don't realize how big talk radio is. They just don't. These big syndicated shows are bigger than any show on cable TV, any show on cable TV. And this is why I'm so grateful to you. Almost 20 years now. Almost 20 years. I I can't thank you enough how blessed I am to have you in the audience. Um, We're going to have James O'Keefe on the program, Project Veritas. Charlie Chester is a CNN technical director, but he's got a lot of clout. And I've told you before that I consider O'Keefe and this Project Veritas to be tremendous patriots, real journalism, investigative journalism of the old kind. And this guy, Charlie Chester, says, look, our job was to get Trump out of office. That was our job at CNN. It came from the top. It was to get Trump out of office. And their next job, he says, is to push climate change. Comes from the top. That would be Jeff Motherzucker. So let's take a listen. Uh, O'Keefe will be on the program in just a few minutes, actually. But let's go. Cut 15, starting with the CNN technical director. Go. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have gotten voted out. I really don't think so. Really? I think if COVID had, I think if COVID hadn't happened, it wouldn't have mattered what covered, and Trump would still be in office. Oh, I know. I believe. No, I, don't I, I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that. I came to CNN. I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of getting Trump out of office. Well, it goes on. Cut sixteen. Go. Yeah, I mean, like Trump, we did it. Like when Trump uh, was uh, 
I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. But he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were, so that's, that's, I think that's propaganda. You know? um, we had nothing else to run with at that time. We were like just taking shots off the bow, just hoping something would hit, you know. I guess I have a, a confession. Okay, I think the audience can hear this, don't you, Mr. Producer? This is Charlie Chester, who you've been listening to, the CNN technical director with Project Veritas Undercover. He says, uh, you know, CNN takes credit for defeating Trump. That was their goal. And their goal was to make Biden look good. In other words, we know these things, but this confirms it. It underscores it. It's very important. And Project Veritas has uh, sliced and diced CNN. Cut 17, go. And then so there are complaints that, like, we're not covering that Biden trip Oh, did you? Like, we talked about it briefly, but... Well, you talk about that briefly. You don't make that a huge Okay, no, but the, the fact that we talk about the Trump tripping is part, is a bigger nuance. It's a nuanced conversation because did, that's a sign Did we of, harp on Trump tripping? I think we talked about it a little bit. As long as we talk about it a little bit with Biden, then I think we're... But, like, we didn't cover it at all on Don. Let's try another. Cut 18, go. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue, so like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate um, climate, like, global warming, and, like, that's going to be our next, like, um, I don't know, like, what's the word? Um, 
it's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling it's just going to be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy and, and really talking about the head of the network like just who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. I imagine that he's got his counsel and they've all like discussed like where they think um, So that's like the next pandemic like story like that will yeah that will will beat to death but that one's got longevity you know what I mean it's not like there's a definitive ending to the pandemic or you know like it'll taper off to a point that it's you know not a problem anymore probably think it's going to take years so they'll probably so we're going to hype this for years and years and years you see now that we got Trump out of the way now our objective is to hype this for years and years and years and stoke our ratings. Go ahead. So, climate change overload. Be prepared. It's coming. <laughs> Stories, like right now, um, we had an inside track right now where two stories are going to be pushed. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing to see now. We're going to we're going to hone it. Focus on that. I love it. But that's, but that's a fair you take to focus on. But to commit to that as a network. You said it's going to be like the new COVID. I feel like, well, that's the way it was built. Um, unless that was just a call to arms to get people to start writing and, and then we'll assess it. I don't know, but... Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Yeah, fear sells. I wanted you to hear that with as minimal interruptions as possible because James O'Keefe will be appearing on the program in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you are remarkable. You know, I don't watch 60 Minutes. I watch you guys. 
because 60 Minutes is a joke, and you expose people like 60 Minutes. And CNN, you must be the number one persona non grata over there because you have so thoroughly unraveled them and exposed them. We remember these Zucker uh, morning propaganda events uh, where he gave direction and told everybody what to do, and it was obviously anti-us. And now you have come across another individual who targeted, who says they targeted Trump, and now they're going to push climate change, and they're going after Matt Gates. I've played some of the audio now. Give us a summary of all this, and then I want to get into more detail. Well, thanks, Mark, and I, I really appreciate you doing this for your audience, because I think this is the most important story of our time, and, and I think you agree. This is a, a director at CNN. His name is Charlie Chester. He's exposed to what happens in the newsroom. And this guy is saying that their whole plan was to get Trump out of office. He says 100% certainty that's what they were doing. And I think one of the most shocking things he admits is that uh, they, didn't, they don't want people to know that's what they're doing. And I think this does not shock your audience. This is you know, him saying they want to help Biden, paint him. They say paint him. Those are his words. Paint him with his aviator glasses like a young guy uh, and not the geriatric that he is. And he says that fear sells, that, that we're going to move from, from uh, now to COVID and then to climate change. So it's, it's really a testament to who these people actually are. He's speaking on behalf of his colleagues. He's, he's, he's witness to what happens inside the network. And um, for all we know, he's been fired, Mark. Uh, CNN has not commented yet. The video is ironically trending near number one on Twitter after Jack Dorsey and Twitter have banned Project Veritas from the platform. One of the great ironies here about the series. But, but listen, this is the biggest story, I think, that Project Veritas has ever done because of the implications of the most trusted name in news and what they're saying here uh, in these tapes. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously we know this, but what's important about what you're doing is the evidence. We know what they're doing on TV. We know. When, when Jake Tapper looks at that screen, when, uh, when Cuomo and Lemon and the rest of them look at that screen, they know exactly what they're doing. The, some of these people used to be serious professional journalists. Why are they doing this? Because they really believe this? They're social activists? They're Democrats, which is what I think? Or are they getting paid so much money? What, what do you think, I think it's Stratton? a combination of I think it's a combination of both motivations based upon what we're hearing these people say. So he does say, uh, quote, uh, you know, you heard it in the recordings there, but climate change is going, this is a direct quote, climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. And fear sells is what he says. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I came to CNN to get Trump out of office. And that's what we're here to do. That's what we did. If it wasn't for CNN, Trump would still be in office. And, and what scares me, Mark, is that Google and Twitter basically prefer the news from CNN, if you want to call it news, whatever you want to call it, propaganda, is what, what this guy calls it propaganda. He says it's literally propaganda, what we're doing, mm-hmm. and he's participating in it. So it's, I guess it's a cognitive dissonance. He's saying what he's doing is wrong, but he's doing it. And, and at least partially, the motivation is because it, it quote, sells. It's a, the commercial imperative to make money, to get ratings. And now this is just part one of many videos that we are about to release. Part two, I think, is more devastating because it gets into more of the COVID and the fraud that they've committed. But um, what's remarkable, again, what I think the most damning thing here is him saying that we don't want people to know. 
that this is what what we're doing and uh and uh, he says it he brags about it and i think i would have no problem mark if cnn was honest about it and called themselves an arm of the mm-hmm. biden campaign but they lie about it and that's the problem i have isn't this reflective of really the entire media with very few exceptions i think so but i think it's tough to get them to admit it uh, i think it'd be tough to get someone like tapper or uh, a stelter or uh the other guy um, who hung up the phone on me today that I tried to call um, to admit it. But these mid-level directors and sort of the rank and file, this guy's a mid-level director in the network. He's a technical director. He's exposed to the newsroom. I think it's easier to get someone like this to admit it. And I think CNN's got a very difficult uh, – it's got itself in a pickle because they want to fire this guy, but to do so would be to implicate everything. They can't fire everyone. So uh, we're just excited that this is coming to the forefront. It's terrible. Uh, what they're doing and what this guy's admitting, but it's important for the public to know about it, and it's the beginning, I think, of a of a movement of whistleblowers and insiders to 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 show what's going on. And you have uh, sort of lighter breaking news on uh, Matt Gates. They've been targeting him, correct? That's right. One of the things that this guy Charlie Chester, the CNN director, says uh, he says a lot of things, but one of the things that he says is that um, they did, in fact. Uh, they're trying to help the Democratic Party, and they're trying to get uh, Gates out. These are extraordinary admissions. I don't think anyone's ever got CNN to admit these things, and he, he says it. He says, listen, we're trying to – the reason why we're focused on the Matt Gates stories, he says, is to help the Democratic Party. Extraordinary admissions uh, by Charlie Chester here in these tapes. It's amazing how the Democrat Party gets away with this. It's amazing how – all the media, so much of the media, really make all these in-kind contributions. It's obvious to us the way they cover up the Hunter Biden case, the way they go after anything that was anti-Trump, or they go after Fox News relentlessly. That comes from the top, too, doesn't it? Yeah, in fact, in fact, Charlie says that it's Zucker is making the decisions. He actually says that this comes from Zucker. Those are Charlie's words, and that's why it's... It's really tough to, uh, I, I think, for them to terminate him. I, I have a quote in front of me on the Gates thing. Quote, the agenda is to get Matt Gates right now. He's like this Republican. He's a problem for the Democratic Party. So CNN is going to keep running these stories to keep hurting him, unquote. A lot of our audience is sending emails to the FEC. I, I'm just curious, this, how is this not an in-kind contribution to a political mm-hmm. party? Um, if I did this, I'd lose my 501c3 status as a, as a news organization. So these are these are these are true statements, and um, um, we have more. I, I'm actually Mark about to break about to publish the video of me confronting this guy who ran away from me like a coward. I don't know why these people won't talk to me. He said he said uh, uh, Charlie said James, I don't want to talk to you. I said, well, you already talked to us. You were interviewed uh, covertly, but you you knew you were speaking to a stranger. So why don't you have the courage to say publicly what you'll say privately? That's the part I don't understand. Be proud of your views. Be proud of your position. Tell the world that you are there to basically help a certain candidate for office, and that's the part they don't do. Can we hold you over bottom of the hour? Absolutely. All right. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. Breaking news. Very important what he's doing. Very, very important. We'll be right back. Listening to 
Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. Um, on the record, a, uh, an official, I guess you would call it, an employee, not a minor employee of CNN, confirming, underscoring that uh, the goal of CNN was to remove and defeat a president of the United States, Donald Trump, that they're moving on to climate change and that climate change issue can go on forever and treat it as a pandemic because fear sells. And now they're targeting Matt Gates. And we touched on that briefly. What else can you tell us about that, James? Well, Mark, this was a, a quote uh, by, by, uh, the, by the CNN director who was talking about uh, Matt Gates and helping the Democratic Party. Matt Gates has tweeted it out. Some even have said that Matt Gates has a defamation action against CNN um, here for what they've written uh, and, uh, and, and discussed, which is that CNN is an arm of the Democratic Party trying to hurt Matt Gates, and that's why they keep focusing on these stories. It's an extraordinary admission. It's an unbelievable admission. I don't think anyone's ever gotten an admission like this. And uh, Chester is explicitly saying that they are trying to help the Democratic Party. And as I said to you before the break, I, I really think it's about um, the lack of courage not saying that not saying that publicly, but, but we being willing to say it privately to a stranger. So just I, I just wish that they would I just wish that they would say it publicly. I, I again think there's an FEC violation somewhere here. The fact that tech companies are have 230 immunity, and they're preferring the in vis-a-vis their algorithms, what, what CNN is doing, calling them a news network, when their own directors are saying they're not a news network, they're propaganda, and they're helping a Democratic... This is an extraordinary thing. We need answers from Warner Media. We need answers from AT&T. Um, we still don't know the employment status of this man, Charlie Chester, who said these things. And in fact, he's taken down his LinkedIn page, Mark. Uh, uh, he's taken down his account. So for all we know, he's been fired. And you sought to confront him, you said, and he ran away. He didn't want to talk to you, correct? We're literally putting that video out right now. He ran away from me. He was, it was at a restaurant in New Jersey, and he said, I have no interest in talking to you. And I told him, I told him, you've already talked. You've already talked to everybody. You, you, he talked to someone uh, outside of CNN, a stranger, uh, and he said these things to, to someone. He did not know he was being recorded because sometimes that's when people are the most honest. You brought up Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes. Um, but if 60 Minutes is unwilling to do the job, then Project Veritas will. And, and uh, I talked to your producer about this, Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com. That's V-E-R-I-T-A-S Tips at ProtonMail is where these whistleblowers come to us. They have no place else to go. People in the media won't tell these stories, and so they come to us, and increasingly high numbers. In fact, I will tell your audience exclusively that as a result of this expose, we've already had uh, someone in network news come to us and want to blow the whistle on their corporate bosses. People are so uh, disillusioned with our media, and they're so angry about it, and there's no, there's no platform, there's no venue. Uh, the good news is the story is trending on Twitter, almost at number one now, and uh, I'm sure that that uh, upsets Brian Stelter quite a bit. But we'd like a reaction from CNN. We'd like a comment. We'd like a statement from their their corporate uh, the corporation about what's going on. Speaking of Stelter, you look at a guy like this. I don't watch his show. Most people don't watch his show. 
but we get clips from it and so forth on the on the internet. How can how can even CNN justify somebody who is so ludicrous, so out in the open, so pathetically uh, partisan as a so-called journalist? He's not even an opinion guy; he's a journalist. They they can do this with a straight face. It's amazing to me. Well, I I, I think they're kind of caught here. Uh, I, I, as I said to you before the break, you know, this may be one of the biggest stories in our in Project Veritas history, yet CNN remains silent. And I think it is their silence that is so deafening. It's all quiet on the Western Front. My team and I have been trying all day to get a statement. We've had multiple mainstream journalists calling CNN. Oliver Darcy hung up the phone to, on me. To, to, to what now, just tell the audience, Oliver Darcy's a CNN hack. He's a political hack who kind of works with Stelter. He used to work for a conservative organization called the Leadership Institute, yes. and he kind of sold out, if you will. He, he, drunk, he drank from the poison chalice to, to get that glory from ma- mainstream media. But this is very disturbing, an admission that they're an arm of a, dem- of a political party, and an admission that that's wrong, an admission that they don't want people to know that's what they're doing. Um, the only solution is for more tapes to come out. We have more content. I will give your audience an exclusive uh, preview of tomorrow's tape uh, regarding COVID and their numbers and malfeasance and fraud as it relates to those numbers. And they know that that's fraudulent, but they do it anyway for money and for ratings. And that is disgraceful. It's corrupt. Uh, if they don't fire people, I don't know what I don't know what we're, we're headed. But my belief is there's going to be a movement, Mark, of whistleblowers and insiders and brave people who are aware of what's going on and follow their conscience. Uh, That's all that we can hope for. Uh, They're cowards. They won't talk to me. Uh, No one will return my call. No one's giving anyone a comment. The guy's name is Matt Dornick at Warner Media, the director of communications. Matt Dornick is his name. And I encourage your millions of listeners to email, call, put pressure on these people. We've got to we got to stand together and, and try to get a reaction from CNN. If people want to learn more about Project Veritas or support it, because you do need uh, support from uh, individual citizens, where do they go? Uh, the website is Project V E R I T A S Project Veritas dot com. We're a tax deductible charitable news organization. Uh, unlike NPR, we don't get money from the federal government, and uh, we you know we we do what we do. We're independent. And we have Veritas tips at ProtonMail.com. A lot of our insiders, Mark, have come to us have mentioned your show. They listen to you. They're patriots. They're, they're on the border. we got federal people on the Border Patrol re- working with us. We appreciate you, Mark, and playing this audio. We think it's such an important story. And stay tuned for Part 2 tomorrow. Well, we look forward to it. And keep up the good work and be safe. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. Thank you. And God bless you. There he goes. The patriot. The man's a patriot. He's trying to expose the propaganda wing of the Democrat Party. And he's done a fabulous job. He's done an absolutely fabulous job. You know, they used to say when Mike Wallace called or was knocking at your door, people would, you know, be very nervous. They'd wet themselves. Now, if James O'Keefe calls or knocks at your door, now they get nervous. And they should get nervous. He is demonstrating exactly how to confront the left. You go on offense. You think outside the box. That's what you do. That's what you do when you confront critical race there. You know, I've been saying here for years, we need to adopt the tactics of the left. I've talked about 
Saul Linsky. I've talked to you about how I learned about Saul Linsky decades ago in the books that I had at, at this agency when I joined the Reagan administration. We have to use their tactics. I talk about it in Liberty and Tyranny. We have to learn to use their tactics. I don't mean surrender our principles. I don't mean surrender our principles. But we have to do what they do. And we've talked about that over and over and over again. We talked about it 11 years ago, February, March of 2010, and the rise of the Tea Party, that we have to use their tactics. And this radio show, I think more than any other radio show, is activist-oriented. Whether it is battling within the Republican Party, battling the Democrat Party, or battling now, the Marxist agenda of the far left, which has swallowed up and devoured the Democrat Party. That's what you're seeing. We'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I want to give you as clear of an example as I know how to demonstrate the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. There are many, but as of today, when it comes to these vaccines, Donald Trump drove the development, distribution of these vaccines. He had to fight the FDA, he had to fight the CDC, he had to fight Fauci, he had to fight through the red tape of the bureaucracy. That's why they hated him. That's why they leaked to the media. That's why Fauci was out there. He wouldn't follow the signs. They were mocking him. That same media that James O'Keefe just spoke about. They're not an honest people. They have no integrity. There is no profession. They're a bunch of hit men and hit women. It's that simple. Character assassins. Today's Food and Drug Administration decision, FDA decision, to yank the Johnson & Johnson vaccine when 7 million vaccines have already been used, that is 7 million people have received it, vaccinations with the J&J vaccine. Six, six had a reaction, a rare reaction, some kind of blood clotting. Six. Which means it could have been anything. It doesn't mean there's direct causation with the vaccine. As a matter of fact, it suggests otherwise, since it's statistically non-existent. 
7 million to 6. That's less than one per every million. It shows you the difference. Because Joe Biden would never have produced or delivered any vaccines, and Trump would never have allowed the FDA to pull this vaccine. Never, ever. That's why they hate him. That's why they all hate him. Because the science and medical fascists in the federal government want their power. And no rational person outside of that bureaucracy, outside of that environment, no rational person would say, yes, we have six instances. We're not sure of the direct causation. Out of 7 million vaccines given to people, many of whom need it to live, if they're seniors or whatever, to function. And Donald Trump wouldn't have put up with that for a minute. Not for a minute. And that's why, you know, when Biden says, uh, anyway, thanks to his administration, we have vaccines, we have progress, we have so many more. He's a liar. None of this would have happened if it had been left to Biden and Fauci, because it didn't happen before. None of it would have happened. And this is a perfect example of it. Perfect example of it. This FDA decision, Biden sits back. The hacks in the White House sit back. The FDA is in control. We got six cases out of seven million. So there you go. Trump would have said, no way. Distribute it. On order of the President of the United States. Remember, Biden said he was going to bring in the military. To do what? He was going to nationalize assembly lines and businesses. To do what? To do what? Meanwhile, he says there's no problem. No problem at all. Cut 10, Mr. Producer. Go. My message to the American people on the vaccine is, I told you all, I made sure we have 600 million doses. Of the MR, not of either Johnson and he, Johnson. He can't remember. He's, tr- he's trying to say Pfizer and Moderna. Not either. Anyway, go ahead. Or AstraZeneca. So there's enough vaccine that is basically 100% unquestionable for every single solitary American. They were already in line to be developed and to be produced. I made sure we have 600 million doses. Now, it's Biden's watch, right? So based on how the left, the media, and Biden lie, well, the screw-up is on Biden, right? You can't just take credit for the work of other people. Don't you also accept responsibility for the screw-ups of other people? Apparently not. Because Joe Biden has been a head case since day one. Been a head case since day one. But understand what I'm saying. It's important. If Joe Biden had been president when this pandemic broke out, we would not have vaccines today, and we certainly wouldn't have them distributed today. He would have gone along with the Food and Drug Administration. He would have gone along with the CDC. He would have gone along with NIH and Fauci and all the rest. That's what he would have done. And what do they do? Spend years on this stuff. Years. Years. And so, millions of people would have died. And that's why Donald Trump deserves all the credit in the world, and so do the people with whom he re- on whom he relied. And the media would back Fauci, because Fauci is their guy. Been around half a century, he's a bureaucrat, he's a lib. 
some ways, in my humble opinion, just my opinion, he's a quack, I believe, with all due respect. Stupid things he says, the politics he plays, on the media all the time, like Avenatti. He's the Avenatti of the uh, federal bureaucracy, may I say. By that I mean his demand to be on TV and radio all the time. No, it's not a demand, I'm asked. You don't have to do it. But he does it. And here the man that drove the production, the development, the production, and the distribution of the vaccines. Of course the bureaucracy hates him. Fauci actually takes credit for it. Our own little Napoleon. Except he didn't have the skills of Napoleon. But nonetheless, takes the credit for it. But let me repeat, you see in real time what's going on here. The FDA, the FDA doesn't run the country, does it? The FDA pulls a vaccine, which was shot into my arm, shot into the arm of my wife, shot into 7 million of us, perfectly fine, no problem at all. Six cases. Six. Six. Less than one out of a million. Wouldn't it be nice if federal policy worked that way, as I said earlier, when it comes to automobile standards? We have people dying every day on our roads because of the standards imposed by the EPA and the federal government. It's really quite appalling. What am I on here, Mr. Producer? Oh, we won't have time, will we? Well, we'll get to that a little bit later. But you understand my point, ladies and gentlemen? It doesn't stop the environmental extremists, the environmental statists, from imposing their will on us when it comes to the roads and the dangers on the roads, does it? No, not in the least. If only we had six people who were injured out of seven million, that would be that would be considered a fantastic accomplishment. All right, I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. But you knew that. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. President Trump put out a statement on the decision by the FDA and the acquiescence by Joe Biden to suspend the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. He said the Biden administration did a terrible disservice to people throughout the world by allowing the FDA and the CDC to call a pause in the use of Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The results of this vaccine have been extraordinary. But now its reputation will be permanently challenged. The people who have already taken the vaccine will be up in arms, and perhaps all of this was done for politics. Or perhaps it's the FDA's love for Pfizer. The FDA, especially with longtime bureaucrats within, 
has to be controlled. They should not be able to do such damage for possibly political reasons, or maybe because their friends at Pfizer have suggested it. They'll do things like this to make themselves look important. Remember, it was the FDA working with Pfizer who announced the vaccine approval two days after the 2020 presidential election. They didn't like me very much because I pushed them extremely hard. But if I didn't, you wouldn't have a vaccine for three to five years or maybe not at all. It takes them years to act. Do your testing, clean up the record, and get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine back online quickly. The only way we defeat the China virus is with our great vaccines. He is so right on. He is so right on. The final hour of the program, there's a lot I want to address. This Iran situation is getting much, much worse, much worse. And you can see how, how far over their heads the Biden administration is and how the policies that they're pursuing are, are not just feckless, they're dangerous for the United States of America. The Arab Gulf states understand it, the Israelis understand it, but for some reason, Biden and his State Department, with all his leftist kooks in it, they don't get it. So Jen Psaki, the White House briefing today, is asked about this. I'm trying to find... <laughs> Let's go to Cut 11, where she's asked about it by Hans Nichols. Go. They've announced they're going to go to 60% uranium uh, mm-hmm. enrichment. So the Iranians have announced that they're going to go to 60% uranium enrichment. Screw the deal. We're going to 60%. And by the way, that should suggest, of course, that they have the capacity to do it, which they're not supposed to. Go ahead. They've announced they're going to go to 60% uranium uh, Mm -hmm. enrichment. What does that do to the ongoing indirect talks? Does it complicate them? Are those talks still on? Uh, And then I'll I'll have a couple follow-ups. In other words, what he's saying is, what is the point here, since they've already blown through the deal, said they're going to 60%, and uh, adios. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, Well, let me say that um, first we take seriously Iran's provocative announcement of its intention to begin enriching uranium to 60 percent, which the P5 plus one should be unified in rejecting. Now, what does that mean? It should be unified in rejecting. That means communist China, fascistic Russia, all of them, the, the European appeasers, they should all be... We should all be unified in rejecting this. Okay, what does that mean? It means nothing. What are you going to do, put out a statement? Go ahead. ...calls into question around seriousness with regard to the nuclear talks and underscores the imperative of returning to mutual compliance with the JC. Now listen to that sentence that was clearly written by bureaucrats at the State Department. The step both calls into question around the seriousness with regard to the nuclear talks... The seriousness with regard to the nuclear talks. And underscores the imperative of returning to mutual compliance with the deal. Does that make sense to anybody? They just blew you off. They just said, we're going to do this. Well, that explains the seriousness of the talks. And imperative of returning to mutual compliance. There is no mutual compliance. And there hasn't been. Even the UN over the past year or two has said, uh, you know, they're violating that. And they were supposed to comply with it. Regardless of what we did, right? Because the Europeans were still in the deal. Go ahead. We share 
and a, a common stated objective of returning to mutual compliance with the JCPOA with Iran. And we have been engaged constructively in what we felt was constructive dialogue last week, even as it was indirect uh, in, in Vienna. Um, and we, while they were difficult. Very, very constructive. They just told you to go to hell, you genius. Go ahead. This to be long. Uh, we expect, and we have not been alerted of any change in planned attendance in the meetings that will resume later this wow. week. Wow! And what shape will the table be? And what kind of wallpaper will be on the walls? You haven't been alerted to any changes in the planned attendance to the meetings. Is this a joke? Go ahead. We are certainly concerned about these provocative announcements, uh, but our goal remains uh, seeing through a diplomatic process. Hey, listen, we're really concerned about these provocative announcements, but we're plugging ahead with appeasement. You know, that's, that's the way to go. There's no other way out of this. We've got to appease the hell out of them. That's all we can do. Maybe we have another couple of billion dollars we can fly over there at midnight and drop off for the Ayatollah and the little Ayatollahs. Go ahead. Expect to resume uh, in Vienna later this week. Okay, just so very clearly, you expect to you expect the indirect negotiations to continue, even though you're questioning their seriousness to those negotiations. So even for this guy, Hans Nichols, I don't know. You have to Google his name. I didn't think it was worth it. Hans Nichols, even he's saying, I don't understand. You want indirect negotiations, but you're questioning their seriousness to the negotiations. Hello, go ahead. Well, look, I think, Hans, we, are, uh, we believe that the diplomatic path is the only path forward here, and that having a discussion, even in... Well, then we're going to lose. If you believe the diplomatic path is the only path, as opposed to sabotage and other acts that could be taken, and the Trump administration showed that there's another path, crush them economically, cut them off from the rest of the world, starve their economy, bring down the the uh, Islamo-Nazi regime that controls the people there, the people there who want to be free, that's the way to do it. Trump showed you how to do it. So it's not, the only way is not diplomatic appeasement. Go ahead. Best way to come to resolution, it doesn't Ah, mean- shut up, you idiot. And as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I said it the other day. Where are all the, the Trump officials... Who used to call out Iran? They're not calling out Iran today. They're not denouncing Joe Biden and his administration. They're not challenging the comments that are coming out of Pasaki's mouth. They're not saying or doing anything. Where are they? In fact, unfortunately, one who I consider a friend wrote an op-ed and said that the Biden administration is doing exactly what they should be doing with Iran. What is that? Bending over backwards? No offense. This is ridiculous. So, as you can see, our diplomacy succeeded because of President Trump. Because of President Trump. He wouldn't tolerate this. But I am troubled why there are so few voices in the United States truly addressing and confronting the Biden administration and their policies and what they're doing now. There's no reason for their silence. Join me! Join me! Speak out! Show us that you have some principles. Speak out and denounce what the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran is up to. ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. They aren't meant for Syria. They aren't meant for Israel. They aren't meant for Jordan. 
They're meant for Los Angeles and Washington and New York and Chicago. Hello? Anybody paying attention? I think not. I'll be right back. Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. I'm trying to pull up the call screen here. Hopefully it'll work momentarily. One will know soon. Now here's what I'm going to do, Mr. Producer. I'm going to connect. We're going to get this computer fixed, I think, tomorrow, aren't we, Mr. Producer? Hopefully we will. Now I'm going to do something here, folks. I'm going to type in the code. Hopefully the call screen will come up. Everybody, count to 50. No, here it is. Never mind. All right. Look at that. Let's go to Kathy Scranton, Pennsylvania, our friend in Scranton, the great WTRW. Kathy, how are you? How are you doing, Mark? Shalom. Shalom. What I would like to ask you is a couple questions, and I'll take them off air. Yeah. Well, the first question is, is did the uranium transfer from Hillary Clinton, the sale to Russia, of twenty percent of our uranium have anything to do with the Iranian uptick in their uh I think Iran- they're producing their own, but you know what? It could be. I mean when somebody does that they should go to prison, shouldn't they? Right, she should. Yeah. And and now, she's always looked good in an orange jumpsuit, I thought, don't you? I always thought so. Yes. And another question is with this uptick in their Iranian um, cake, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why did Biden give the the Palestinians all that money to give to Hamas and and to? Well, fight? these are excellent questions. I mean, they're giving money to Hamas. They're giving money effectively to Abbas, Abbas, Hamas, whatever, and. Uh, and obviously, they, uh, they run terror outfits. They run terrorist organizations. Let me ask you this. How would the United States react if another country gave tens of millions, well over $100 million, hundreds of millions of dollars, to organizations and individuals on our border who committed terrorist acts against our people? I think we'd be pretty pissed off, don't you? Yes. And they found two yammies coming through the border of That's the right. South. That's right. And they dismissed recently. it like it wasn't a big deal. Right. And then the third question is, 
Yeah. When are you going to have Stephen F. Collin on your ear? Who? For the East-West Accords. His uh, name is Stephen F. Collin. I, I, I hope to have him on uh, in 50 or 60 years, I think, Mr. Producer, given the lineup of, of guests we have. It's, he's, he's way, way back in the queue. All right, Kathy, thank you for your call. I have no idea who that is. To you, Rich. Okay, let's see here. We were doing really well right up to that point. Let's see. Uh, Gina. Fredericksburg, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you, Gina? I'm well. How are you? Very well, thank you. So you Speak. were talking about the uh, vaccines earlier. Yes, I was. And do you have the statistics as to how many people may have passed away from the other uh, gene therapy? Now, keep in mind, these people haven't passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, And, and honestly, I have not uh, because this subject is so ludicrous. I'm just being honest with you. When you're talking about 7 million people vaccinated and 6 had some blood clot issues, um, which means we have no idea what caused that. That's a lot of people, 7 million people. Uh, any vaccination of that sort is a massive success. But your question is, uh, is, is, is actually a very rational question. But it doesn't seem to matter. And I, I think the lesson from this is that if Joe Biden had been president, God forbid, and he is now, God forbid, uh, we would not have any vaccines right now because he and the Fauci and the FDA and the CDC would be sitting on their asses like they always do. May I say that? I think I shall. Yellow, you still with us? Yes. Yes, I am. And by the way, I had the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and so did my wife, and so did all the people around us. And other than 10 minutes of a little soreness in my shoulder, it was perfectly fine. Well, they're, they're trying to pull the same thing with the AstraZeneca, and it's only the two non gene therapy ones that they're complaining about. And I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Although I think Britain's gone full steam ahead. Uh, so, uh, well, they put a pause on it for a little while. Yeah, that's true. So yep. I don't know if they've if they've picked it back up. No, you're right. All right, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let us continue. Bruce, King George, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you, Bruce? I'm fine, Mark. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Now, also, first I want to thank you for taking my call. And then I want to tell you how I benefited twice over from President Trump's time in office. Yes, sir. Uh, As a background, I'm a U.S. Army veteran. You know, I was served in the Army long ago. Wonderful. uh, Thank you. So, well, you're quite welcome. Uh, Now, President Trump, as as we praised him in the past, it uh, developed, had uh, put a bunch of heads together and got those vaccines developed in uh, what's known as Operation Warp Speed in nine months. But uh, he also, what has uh, very seldom been mentioned, but he also uh, pressed on the Veterans Administration, from whom I take medical services, mm-hmm. back in 2017, to uh, uh, beef up their services and uh, be more uh, cognizant of more the, responsible, more flexible, more competitive. Yes, more responsible and more cognizant of the of veterans' needs. 
he did this back in 2017, and I noticed this vast change in service for the better. Okay, so now... And, and by the way, uh, they said that couldn't be done. It was the most entrenched bureaucracy in the face of the earth, and he did it. He did it, yep, and, uh, and I benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Now, see, he, uh, he made these uh, vaccines available uh, to the general public. I benefited from that. I took two, the two Moderna shots at the mm-hmm. local VA clinic in Fredericksburg. And in addition to that, he beefed up the VA service, which made the uh, VA more cognizant of our needs. So right. I benefited from President Trump twice over. As far as the shots were concerned... Well, you're going to benefit from Biden, too. He's going to steal your income. He's going to give it to somebody else. He's going to change your neighborhood. He's got to focus on uh, the density of housing. He's going to open up the border so you have all kinds of new friends and neighbors. Biden wants to help you, too, sir. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is where liberalism ends and liberty begins. The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. So I was in New Jersey over the weekend, and I was dying for a corned beef sandwich on rye. Because where I live in my immediate community, as you know, I live in a bubble. I try not to leave within beyond seven miles of the home front. I'm just kidding. But anyway... The idea of rye bread here is white bread with seeds on it, Mr. Producer. Same with the bagels. And the corned beef, is, it doesn't taste like corned beef. It's not like corned beef that you get in the Northeast. So I was dying to get it, and I got it. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, why am I discussing that with the entire country? Because I'm hungry, that's why. All right, where was I? Oh, let's go to this caller first. We think we found number seven with the J&J blood issue. Lisa, Tom's River, New Jersey, the great WABC. Lisa, are you number seven? I am number seven, Mark, and thank you for taking my call. By all means. Um, I, I had pain in my leg on Sunday. I went to the doctor yesterday. who sent me to the emergency room down here in Ocean County. And a vascular surgeon says, you have a blood clot in your leg. Um, And he asked when I had the vaccine. I told him March 24th. 
And you know what, Mark? They uh-huh. weren't that alarmed. They put me on blood thinners, and none of them seemed like to be freaking out like I saw on uh, CNN today with Fauci. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, and they said you'll be fine. Are they certain it had to do with the vaccine? They're 99% certain because I don't have a history of blood clots. And, and um, so they just gave you blood thinner. What is that called? I forget what that's called. I'm... Well, they uh, they gave me Xarelto, uh, basically, and I checked with my cardiologist who said that's the perfect medicine. So another one who's a Trump supporter, my cardiologist. So that's that. You're going to be fine. That's that. That's that. Okay. Yeah, so it's just ridiculous to panic. I, I refuse to panic. And I don't blame you. And now you're vaccinated. Exactly. I would do it all again. I would do the same thing knowing the outcome that I have right now. I have three grandchildren. You sound like a lovely lady. That's terrific. Oh. Well, you're number seven. They gave you the blood thinner. Uh, your regular doctor and your cardiologist said, that's fine. Take it. It'll all be fine. That's that. Exactly. And that is that. And so meanwhile, you know, you're going to have millions of people aren't going to take this vaccine. Because they pulled the plug. And like I say, Trump would never have tolerated that. Absolutely not. And everything the man said was 100 percent true. All Um, right. Well, thank you for your call, Lisa. Much appreciated. Let us go to Elaine, Staten Island, New York, wide awake in New York and New Jersey tonight. The great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Hi, Mark. I have a question that concerns me. Maybe you can help me out with it. Yeah, yeah. The vaccine is absolutely wonderful with Johnson & Johnson. I was listening to the stock market, and, of course, Johnson Johnson was doing very well until they pulled it. And then once they set a pause, of course, the market went down for Johnson & Johnson. So I guess the stock crashed, right? What? What's that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about crashing. I know that what's going to be a wonderful uptake for the economy, how is that going to affect Johnson & Johnson in the economy and the stock market when this is a vaccine that can go all around the world and be beneficial to people, and it's only one shot, and it works very well. And I- by the way, the temperature, its I believe it's kept at regular temperature. You don't need that super freezing like you do with Pfizer and freezing like you do with Moderna. I don't think it's going to affect it by itself, long-term, the stock market. It could hurt the company. Uh, but the standards are using on this vaccine in terms of pulling it are really quite ridiculous, in my opinion. Statistically absurd. You heard the lady who called. She's number seven. Uh, she said her doctors really said, no big deal. Here, you go on this blood thinner, you'll be fine. And she's fine. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Uh, it's the bureaucracy. The FDA has always been a problem. It's always been a problem. You have people with these rare diseases, and, and, they're, and they're facing certain death, and they want to try something. There again, Trump changed that rule, changed the law. He changed that. He changed the VA. He pushed through the vaccines. What's Biden doing? Biden's there sitting around, wearing his Depends, uh, with his oatmeal dripping down his chin. Uh, I did that. I take... And that, that's him. Uh, meanwhile, I don't know what the guy's done. He's blowing up, uh, uh, figuratively, of course. He's blowing up our economy, our system of government. The border's wide open. 
the hell has this guy done other than spend like a drunken Marxist? All right, Elaine, thank you for your call. Graham, Vancouver, Washington, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Graham? Denali, the great one. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Listening to this Johnson & Johnson story from the beginning today, I was thinking six in seven million, and that's supposed to be something I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a Democrat shakedown to me. And then you announced what the president said, President Trump said, about how this could possibly be a political stunt by the Democrats. I'm not surprised. This was right out of their Alinsky playbook. I think they're just not playing by the rules that the Democrats have put in place. I think uh, I don't think it's out of the question that these bureaucrats at the FDA and elsewhere play favorites. I really don't. I don't think it's out of the question at all. And uh, bureaucrats are bureaucrats. I don't care if they're working in the Department of Agriculture or the FDA. And people don't realize how bloated the FDA is. They don't realize how fat the CDC is. Or, uh, or, or even uh, Fauci's little fiefdom. They really are. They're layered and layered with red tape. You say, oh, the, the, you know, uh, the, the CDC, uh, they, they're, they're scientists. They would, no, lots of them aren't scientists. A lot of them aren't. Graham, thank you for your call. That would be odd if his last name were Lindsay, wouldn't it? Then he'd be Graham Lindsay. Sounds like a really, really sharp guy, though. Susan, as we go from one coast back and forth. Susan, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. How are you? Hey, I'm hanging in there thanks to you and all your greatness. Oh, uh, you God. had mentioned the right I'll have to, to remind my there, wife about that. Which was, what? What's that? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's well She's aware. the best. But oh, yes. The Right to Try Act. Which That's what it's called. Signed, yep. Uh, into um, uh, law uh, 18, less than 18 months after he was inaugurated. And how many presidents did we hear talk about this, which were terminally, often terminally ill, patients that are stricken with rare and mm-hmm. just the most awful um, diseases, not, not the contagious things like what we're facing now. And, you know, he was able to take on the FDA to get that done. And, you know, even though it probably isn't like hundreds of thousands of people, but still, if it's your child or your spouse Absolutely. that's afflicted with this. And so he, this is, this really shows his character. And I am mm-hmm. very disturbed that people can't see that he went into office to actually make positive change for people who couldn't do it themselves. And I believe that his experience doing that, it led him to be able to tear down these walls in our um, bloated... And I agree, and a great personal sacrifice, the way they attacked him. You're not allowed to take on these... uh, these institutions and wash, but he did. He took on the VA and he won. He took on the FDA and he won. Even when it comes to foreign policy, he moved the uh, the embassy from Tel Aviv to to Jerusalem. They told him he couldn't do it. He faced off with the Chinese and won. They told him he couldn't do it. He rebuilt the United States military. He was securing the border. The economy was exploding in growth and job creation. 
before the pandemic, when you look at this man's record, it really is a fantastic record. And then you look at this slouch with the trillions and trillions. All he does is keep signing bills. He keeps signing bills for his base on critical race theory. Now companies have to keep track of uh, how many people they hire that do this or that with their genitalia. And the companies can go to hell now as far as I'm concerned. But you understand my point. All yes, right, Susan. And I believe that that experience yeah. took him to be able to get the uh, warp speed for the vaccine. I agree. Plus his character, his personality. He wouldn't say, he wouldn't take no for an answer. He knew the only way to whip this thing was to get vaccines. And he did it. He did it. No president has ever done this. Thank you for your call, my friend. I shall return. in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Oh, yes. By the way, uh, consumer prices surged by the most since August 2012. Now, as I recall, Mr. Producer, in America, August 2012, Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. And they want you to believe it's because of this economic growth. No, that's not what it is. You know what the main driving force is in the consumer prices surging? That is price increases? Energy. Gasoline prices rose 9.1% in March making up nearly half of the index's gains. Natural gas prices rose 5% out of the 9.1%. And so uh, it's begun. It has started. And it's going to continue with massive taxation and economic dislocation that follows. So those of you who are liberal Democrats, all 12 of you listening to the program, maybe you're in the so-called middle class or lower middle class, you can expect to lose your jobs. Because you voted to destroy the economy. Not just the Constitution. Not just the border. But you voted to slit your own proverbial throat. Economically. Joe Biden is not a job creator. He's not a wealth creator. He's a buffoon. And so they will expand the power of the state. The only place where you can really do well when dealing with an imbecile like Biden and his people is if you work for the government. 
It's if you work for the government. Then you'll be protected. You can never be fired. So, in the private sector, you're on your own. You not only have to compete, you not only have to produce things or produce services that people want and be successful, you know, duking it out in the capitalist system, which is a good thing, through competition, inventiveness, risk-taking. But you have a partner who constantly drags you down. It's called the federal government. If you lose money, they're not going to help you. If you make money, they want a piece of it. It's like the mob. Oh, you made money? Yeah. Okay, we want 44% of it. Well, now, wait a minute. You didn't... Not... 44%. You invested? Yeah, we invested. And you made some... Yeah, we made money. And now I'm going to take that money. I'm going to sell that and, and use it to pay for the kids' colleges or reinvest it in our business. No, 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 no. We want 28%. What? Oh, yeah. 21%'s not enough. We want 28%. Just think of the mobster walking in. We want, we want uh, 28%. Oh. Okay. 28% here, 44% there. What else do you want? Oh, all kinds of stuff. We want your neighborhood. What do you mean? This single-family home crap? Yes. Creates climate change. White supremacy. We want to put low-income, dense housing in your community. Well, you can't do that. You must be a racist. No, that has nothing to do with it. I don't mind people of all colors and backgrounds moving into the community or my moving into their community. I don't... Not too bad. Too bad. What, do you think this is a republic? You think you get to actually make decisions on your own? No. So you imbeciles out there who voted for these people, it'd be one thing if you had to live... In this is society you create for yourselves. The other thing is you've got to drag the rest of us into your hell. So, of course, consumer prices are the highest they've been in nine years because the same idiot who was in the executive branch is now in the Oval Office. War on our energy. The Chinese love that. As a matter of fact, let me find it. There was an excellent piece in the Washington Times. Biden puts China on notice by proposing electric car cash windfall for the communist state. What are they talking about? You know those batteries that go in the electric cars? Yes. You know who makes most of them? China. They dominate the globe in advanced battery production and the mining of rare minerals needed to make those batteries. We got this nitwit in the Oval Office. You know what? What? We're going to kill our energy sector. And we're going to buy our batteries from China. Wow. That's what happens when you're in government for 50 years. You don't know how the real world works. Let's see. Uh, Biden considers order for corporations to confess how climate affects them. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Thank you, my beloved audience, all you patriotic Levinites. God bless you. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And I'll see you tomorrow. Be well. Be well.